The Subscription Box Show, episode 136. There's a lot to learn when it comes to e-commerce and subscription boxes. Whether you're a new or existing business, your list of questions can seem endless and daunting. Welcome to The Subscription Box Show where you'll hear high-quality, unbiased views and strategies from top industry leaders. Whether we're talking one-on-one with business professionals or deep-diving into thought-provoking case studies, we'll find the answers to your questions because this is the show you've been waiting for. Now, let's think inside the box with your host, Eric Music. Welcome to the Subscription Box Show. I'm your host, Eric Music, and I want to help you build, grow, and even start your very own subscription box business. Make sure to tune in two days a week as I interview the top entrepreneurs, leaders, and subscription box owners in the industry. You'll be able to take their knowledge, experience, and expertise and apply it to your business. Welcome here, everyone, wherever you might be located. And thanks for listening. Today is our weekly solo show of the week where we focus on a specific topic that I'm seeing around the subscription box industry. What is that one thing people are asking more about than others? And in this episode, I'm going to navigate the not-so-cozy waters when it comes to dealing with difficult and some not-so-nice customers. We will learn how to deal with nasty customers. But first, I'd like to ask you to please rate and review the show on iTunes. Fresh reviews along with ratings helps the show get noticed tremendously. It is still the best way to get the show to grow. And of course, if you haven't already, make sure to click on the follow or subscribe button on the podcast player that you're currently listening on, as downloads are still the biggest marker when it comes to podcast algorithms. I'd love to also know what you think about the show, and I want to know more about your subscription box. Make sure to join our community on Facebook, the Subscription Box Show Facebook group. There you can post all your questions, feedback, and comments, and when you do, you could win. In the group, we reward the top contributors with gift cards and prizes. Congratulations to the month of February's winner and the most engaged member of the Subscription Box Show Facebook group, Erin Wright, and her subscription box, Sudzy Souls. Sudsy Souls is a bi-monthly box of fun where babes and bubbles are besties. Of course, I'm talking about a subscription box for baby bath time. So make sure to visit sudsysouls.net now or simply click the link in the show notes. This episode is sponsored by Liam Brennan's Subscription Box Experts Academy. Hey guys, are you looking to finally get ahead and get a handle on your subscription box business? Are you finally ready to put your money to good use and stop the useless waste? I can tell you from experience that building a subscription box business is hard. It's tough, but it is a heck of a lot easier when you're plugged into a community and a proven program and a coach that will help you grow with a proven system that helped the founder of the course, Liam, go from zero to a million dollar company. The good news is that the course is still open. For now, anyways, the bad news is that it's almost sold out and will officially be closed to the public on March 22nd. So if you're at all curious to learn more, make sure to click my unique affiliate link in the show notes or on my website. If you still need more information or a little bit uncomfortable and have some concerns and questions, just send me an email or a DM and I'd be happy to hop on a call or some messaging with you to see if it's even a fit for you. No pressure at all. We want to make sure it's the right fit for you and it's not for everyone. Subscription Box Experts Academy. Are you ready to get serious about your subscription box business? 
Now, without further ado, let's get into today's Focus Friday, how to deal with nasty customers. Welcome here, everyone, again to another episode of Focus Friday, where it's just you, me, and a hot subscription box topic that I will break down for you. And today, I want to talk about customers. We need them. We love them. They drive our business and lead us to great wins and victories. They bring us joy, and they help us realize our dreams. We need them. We need customers. We need our members. They are the number one thing we obsess over acquiring. But once we have them, they can also drive us mad, right? Yes, of course, I'm talking about bad or nasty customers, but they can also fall in a gray area in between good and bad. They can be annoying, whiny, and unfair. They can be liars, deal seekers, or worse, online criminals or scammers, also known as serial box scammers. These ones are especially special. They love to get free boxes, free stuff, and then use some clever legalese to try to get out of their commitment, assuming you have a commitment term if you have a free box offer. I recently saw a post on this exact thing. So this is not to scare you, and they're definitely more rare than just bad customers. So for these, the best advice I have is to push back as much as you can and make it hard for them. Try to discourage them from taking advantage of another poor subscription box owner. But the likelihood will be that they will get away with whatever it is they're trying to get them. And what you can do is at least flag them, flag their email and as much information as possible so he or she doesn't come back. But as I said, hopefully you never have to experience these nice folks or not so nice folks. So let's concentrate on the ones I know you will experience. First off, let's talk about email etiquette and customer service for every member, good and bad. A couple of rule of thumbs I use that should help you are these. Number one, always be thankful and courteous. Yes, even to the nasty ones. Although there might be fallouts or breakups, always take the high road. Who knows what they're going through? It's the right thing to do and do it expecting nothing in return. But that being said, your professionalism might just get you a referral one day or they might even come back. I'll have a couple of example emails I use in just a little bit. And number two, have some templates. What kind of templates you ask? Well, if you have any number of subscribers, you'll know the classics. Subscription favorites like, hey, is shipping included? Or can I try a box for free and then subscribe? Or I want to cancel? Or how about the timeless classic, what's in the boxes? And of course, my personal favorite and everyone's favorite for that matter, say it all with me now, where's my box? Yes, you'll want templates for these for sure. It'll save you a ton of time. However, if you're able, I'd go a little above and beyond and customize the emails to the exact person. If you have thousands of subs, that might not be doable without some help. But if you can, definitely customize and personalize the email. All right, let's take a quick break. Thank today's sponsors. And when we get back, I'm going to share some real life examples that I sent out to my customers that have both reverse potential cancellations and kept them smiling and happy. This episode is sponsored by Liam Brennan's Subscription Box Experts Academy. Hey guys, are you looking to finally get ahead and get a handle on your subscription box business? Are you finally ready to put your money to good use and stop the useless waste? I can tell you from experience that building a subscription box business is hard. It's tough, but it is a heck of a lot easier when you're plugged into a community and a proven program and a coach that will help you grow with a proven system that helped the founder of the course, Liam, go from zero to a million dollar company. The good news is that the course is still open. For now, anyways, the bad news is that it's almost sold out and will officially be closed to the public on March 22nd. So if you're at all curious to learn more, make sure to click my unique affiliate link in the show notes or on my website. If you still need more information or a little bit uncomfortable 
and have some concerns and questions, just send me an email or a DM and I'd be happy to hop on a call or some messaging with you to see if it's even a fit for you. No pressure at all. We want to make sure it's the right fit for you and it's not for everyone. Subscription Box Experts Academy. Are you ready to get serious about your subscription box business? We are back and I couldn't be happier to have you along today. Thanks for listening. Okay, in the second half of this show, I want to share a couple of examples of emails with you. I want to give you an idea of the principles of being courteous, the thankfulness that I'm talking about, but in some cases, not also being a pushover. The customer is not always right. This ain't the 1950s, guys. And maybe something else I briefly want to talk about is tools. When is it a good time to start implementing software and tools to help you with your customer service? So let's start with some examples. But just before I read that out loud, I want you to take note of your website. Make sure it's as bulletproof as possible when it comes to what you're telling, offering, and showing your members. Are your terms clearly written? Are they easy to understand? This will help you out tremendously and will save you more time than anything else. Because guess what? When a customer wants to cancel or is trying to get out of something, they're going to scan the website and quote your exact wording. Okay, so here is an email I had from a customer who wanted to cancel because she had ordered a couple weeks ago and she hadn't received her box yet. It was basically a pissed off version of Where's My Box, an email classic. These are usually easily turned around if you do them correctly. I find that as long as I am polite and let them know that everything is okay and that this is how it works, all is good and they rarely, rarely cancel. And in this particular case, she wasn't even the customer, the recipient. She had actually bought the subscription for her friend. So here was my response. Hi there, so-and-so. First off, thank you so much for your business and support and welcome to the community. Okay, I can see that this is a gift for person so-and-so. We send out a card in the mail to all new members. Your friend should have received this card by now or will very soon. On the card, it explains everything from shipping, packing, bonuses, exclusive, and what's all available to the new members. I've attached a pamphlet on this email so you can see exactly what I sent to person so-and-so. I noticed your order was processed on February 22nd, so her first box will be sent out on March 10th. Here's how it works. As a small business, we partner with other small business owners who hand make the products that go into the box your friend is receiving. That's why anyone who orders in the month of February, their first box is the March box. The local makers need some time to complete even the last orders that come in at the very last day of the month. I hope this helps. And if you need anything else or have any other questions or concerns, feel free to reply. Thanks again, so-and-so. Really appreciate your business. And that's about it. She was happy to be informed and definitely stuck around. Now, what's obviously frustrating is that all of this information is hand-fed to them throughout the website, the subscription flow she went through, and the welcome emails she and her friend would have received. But that still won't stop them from asking the question, where's my box? So deal with them with a very polite reply. Have a template like I have, and obviously I just changed some of the words in there to be able to really personalize it to her and her friend. Treat them as if they were your grandma. Okay, here's another one. This email I received from a customer who signed up for our free box offer with a 12-month commitment. But after receiving her first free box, she emailed me saying, Hello, thanks for the free box. I just wanted to try it out. And now I want to cancel. Well, okay, so what do we want to do with this one, eh? I know what I want to tell her, but what do I actually tell her, right? Here's how I replied. And keep in mind, guys, that you'll want to talk to your members with your voice in your style. Okay, so here's my answer. Hello, so-and-so. First off, thank you very much for writing in and for your order. Before we get to your request, maybe there's something we can do to help you better understand your membership and all the benefits that are included. And side note here, I then mentioned some of the value and the benefits that we have and offer that only come with 
a 12-month subscription. So I continue. We always strive to better serve our members. So if there's anything else we can do to better help you, I'd love to know and would gladly appreciate your feedback and advice. If you're okay with it, we could even hop on a quick call. Thanks again, so-and-so, for your business and support of small local businesses. We truly appreciate you. Signed, Eric. Now, this method works if you're on top of your emails and answer quickly. If it took you more than eight hours, for example, or even four, five, six hours to get to it, or worse, more than a day, do not use this method. They'll be pissed off that you avoided the question and they know it's going to take you a long time to respond again. But in this case, I responded quickly to email. So I assume there is going to be a bit of a back and forth. This is just my initial reach out. My goal is to never make them feel dumb. So I gently and subtly let them know that they are members and that I appreciate them taking that leap with us. In this real life example, there was actually more like five emails between us, but I'll summarize some of them. So her first response to the above email was, Hi, no, I simply want to try out a box as it was something I had recently discovered and would just like to cancel now. Thanks in advance for canceling. (laughs) Crazy, right? So, okay, now how do we respond to that? Okay, so I responded with a polite but an affirmative email. Good evening, so-and-so. I am sorry, but this was not what you had signed up for. Let me quickly show you your order details. Here's what you signed up for, the 12-month commitment. So thanks for that. And that is why you had received your first box for free. It is clearly written during the subscription process and at the checkout phase that you're committing to the length of the offer you choose. As a small family business, we could never operate giving away free boxes for people to just try out. But if you must leave, I want to help you as best as I can. In case you hadn't seen, we do offer a month-to-month cancel anytime option. You won't get the box for free and you won't receive the 21% off the regular price. But many of our moms do try this option first before committing to a six or 12-month plan to get the free box. I've attached an invoice for the box you received and once paid, I can go ahead and cancel your subscription for you. We want a resolution that is fitting and fair for both. And of course, we'd love for you to stay with us. Thank you in advance for understanding so-and-so. Really appreciate you, Eric. Okay, so now we're getting down to business, are we? Yet taking some of the blame. Basically here, I'm trying to recoup some money or in this case, the box that she got for free. If she pays me for the box, I'll gladly cancel her subscription. I'd rather have non-problem members. So would you like to know her rebuttal? You'll have to tune in next week. No, I'm just kidding. Here it is. So here was her reaction. Ah, I am sorry, Eric. I had no idea I couldn't cancel whenever I wanted. Listen, I understand very well your situation and I want to support you in respecting the contract. It was a 12-month subscription that I chose. It was a question. Thank you and apologies for the inconvenience. Well, well, well. So you see, customer service and dealing with potential bad customers is important. You more often than not have to just massage the situation. So in this case, I was actually able to keep her and so far she's actually still a member today. Okay, so what if they really just want out? Some customers just want out, they signed up and for whatever reason, they're not happy and they want out of their term or their commitment. I would say, let them go sometimes. It's just not worth the bad review or the bad blood. She's going to tell everyone what a horrible experience it was and it's just not worth it. Okay, so what about the serial legalese smart you-know-what scammers? Well, I'm actually going to get a template made by my lawyer. After I saw how clever they can actually get with this legalese stuff and the legal jargon that they used with the back and forth in the subscription group that I was a part of when I saw that, I have decided to definitely have my lawyer 
write something up for me. I'd love to hit a potential scammer with his or her own medicine, if you know what I mean. They prey on small business owners like myself and like many of you who either don't have the knowledge or know how to deal with their legal BS. They bring up all kinds of crap to scare you. So go back to my original thought on this and make your website bulletproof. And in my case, I'm getting my lawyer to write me something so I can respond to them. But also, I would suggest talk to your lawyer about having a template for these cheats. They won't know what hit them. So to conclude, use the golden rule. Treat everyone as you'd want to be treated. We might assume too often that everyone's not being fully truthful or they're trying to take advantage of you. But I suggest to turn that attitude around and assume the best in people. Assuming it is an honest mistake or misunderstanding. And oftentimes, these minor disputes can be quickly resolved. I think bad or nasty emails are often the product of someone having a bad day and just happen to take it out on you or your business. Use that as a great way to build trust, friendship, and loyal customers instead of creating a bad follow-up. And as for some of the tools, I don't have time to get into that today, but let's maybe save that for another episode. So I hope this helped. And if you have any examples of bad customers turned good or even turned worse, I'd love to hear your stories. Make sure to share and post those in the subscription box show Facebook group or in the comments of this episode's post on your favorite social media. Just make sure to use hashtag subboxcustomers. Do you have a specific topic or guest you'd like to hear on this podcast? Then you have to be in the Facebook group to let me know. So post those in there as well. And of course, when you do, you're automatically entering to win a gift card. Every single month, the most engaged member of our Facebook group wins a $25 gift card to their favorite local coffee shop. So if you haven't already joined our private group, what are you waiting for? Congratulations again to Erin Wright and her subscription box company, Sudsy Souls. What a great idea. I love it. So make sure to visit Erin and Sudsy Souls at sudsysouls.net. And of course, this episode is sponsored by the Subscription Box Experts Academy. Deadline is March 22nd, guys. So if you have any questions, make sure to reach out to me. Make sure to visit the link on my website, thesubscriptionboxshow.com or the link in your podcast player's show notes. And make sure to tune in next week on Tuesday for episode 137, where I talk with Dan Morton of InExpress and we break down shipping. Thanks again for listening. I'm your host, Eric Music. And remember, words can inspire, thoughts can provoke, but only action truly brings you closer to your dreams. That's all for this episode of the Subscription Box Show. But your next unboxing is only a few clicks away. Head over to thesubscriptionboxshow.com to connect with your host on social media or book a call to give your input on today's episode and what topics you'd like to see covered in future episodes of The Subscription Box Show. Remember, don't be afraid of change. Be afraid of standing still.